I can't, I can't. I can't even been asked doing a funny introduction for this film. I. I just. No. I, I, Somehow we have returned. <laughs> ah, this. It, it is the second of January. This does not bode well for the year starting with this. We. We, we had the Last Jedi, which I love. Unashamedly, I still love that film. And coming straight from that into this film. Oh, that's some whiplash. I was going to say, how does your neck feel? Because I think I, I think I need to go see a doctor for that. I'm on the hard liquor. That, that should tell you how this is. Um, on the second of January, you've just resorted to hard liquor to get through Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I haven't stopped all Christmas, but uh, particularly <laughs> in this recording, I have needed. Uh, okay. Um, Rise of Sk- Look, I, I want to try very hard not to just be negative and dump on this film because people do like this film, and. I, I have I have a very vivid memory of going to see this in the cinema. I went to see it at the Empire Cineworld uh, in in the uh, the West End of London, uh, and I went with my friend Colin. And I remember sitting there and telling myself throughout as I was watching this, like actually, I am enjoying this. I am entertained. Like like I I was actually telling myself this as we went through this, and yeah, in that moment. For the first time watching it, I was telling myself, I am enjoying this, I am entertained. 30 seconds after leaving cinema, I suddenly felt like going, wait a minute. Uh, the second you think about this for more than 30 seconds, for me, it just, it, it really falls apart. I had to watch this film twice in the cinema um, because I watched it once with my other half, uh because it was the latest Star Wars film. And I think we did like a 9am showing the day it came out. I didn't bother with midnight showing. Um, life gets in the way of such things. And the second time I see it is there's a tradition uh, that me and my stepson have where I take him to see a movie on Christmas Eve. Um, that's that's our thing. That's what we do. Um, and obviously that year it was Rise of Skywalker. And I was so angry going to see this a second time I was so angry that I had to spend money to watch this film again because I was so annoyed with it the first time I saw it I don't want to sit here and be entirely negative about this film because that's really unfair because a lot of people worked very very hard from this but I think there's some very clear people who absolutely made this film what it is and it's a bad film it is (laughs) Is it a bad film? Is it a bad film? I don't. I don't think it is a bad film in the sense it's it's not poorly made. It's, it's not amateurish. What it is is it's a terrible, absolutely terrible end to the Skywalker saga. It is a terrible sequel to the Last Jedi. Whether or not you enjoy the Last Jedi or not, what this film is is J.J. Abrams basically is pretending the Last Jedi never happened because you can go straight from the Force Awakens to this film and not skip a beat. This is very much a film that he wanted to make or wanted to see made after The Force Awakens. If if you take the sequences when Rey is in her training to become a Jedi and just replace Leia with Luke in those sequences, that is what J.J. wanted this to be. So mad about this fucking film. The I mean, visuals is- are good. The cinematography, it's nothing special. And I think that's the problem is... The, the Last Jedi was such a strong film visually, audibly. It did interesting things. The fact that this film is very, very mid, 
I think that's the best way to sum it up. The graphics, they're good, <laughs> but they're mid. Nothing is exciting. I actually was really disappointed with the music in this. Not so much the scoring, but just how it was used and where it was placed. It felt very clunky. Um, yeah, and no, I there's, think there's, there's one particular that. bit that really doesn't work for me, and we will speak to her in the fullest time, but it it really doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> I think I think this film is a really bad payoff. I think it had a lot of weight behind it and I know not everyone's going to be happy, but I think you're right. I think the fact that this is how they chose to end a nine film saga that has spanned 40 years in creation and this was the end. I mean it's just it is one of the real low points I think. And for me, half the problem is it's pacing. It is like being speed rushed through a roller coaster with your eyes glued open. Like there is no moment to breathe in this whatsoever. There's no, the, the pace is always 11. There's n- I, 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 I mentioned to you uh, the other day when I was watching this, I, I said, this feels like a fever dream. And, and it really, really does. It's like I'm watching this film and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what's happening. I just know I'm in this weird space and everything feels very weird. And I, I don't know what's going on. That is how it I felt I had to go back film. and rewind it because I bl- literally blinked and missed something. And I was like, did I miss something? Like, did I actually not blink? Did I fall into a coma and die for 10 minutes? And I, and I was like, oh, no, literally, it does change that. It just it constantly changes so fast. And I feel like an old person saying that. But that's not. The, <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't fit with the others in that respect for me. It doesn't. This style of, of filmmaking, it felt very... <laughs> influenced by digital filmmakers and by digital I mean internet filmmakers the whole kind of style of it being put together and let's just get it straight out the bat the fact that they reintroduced the big bad from the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy in a Fortnite cutscene Fortnite being the number one um, free shooter game on consoles the fact that that is where they reintroduced Emperor Palpatine and then just kind of somehow Palpatine has returned in this film (laughs) and having watched them all so closely together it was clear that was not the fucking plan there is no hint to me that Palpatine is in The Force Awakens I can understand if in the middle one it's not there because it's different directors like a whole different fucking set of films being made but why is there no hint in The Force Awakens that Palpatine is coming back because you didn't fucking know J.J. Abrams it was not your thing you just thought it would be fun the thing with this film is it's it's remarkable in that they are it's remarkable Scott in the wake of The Last Jedi, as we mentioned last time out, there were a very vocal, I choose to believe minority, but they were very vocal about how much they hated that film. And it didn't make as much money as The Force Awakens. But if we're perfectly honest, it was never going to make as much money as The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was a once-in-a-lifetime cultural phenomenon. It was the return of Star Wars for the first time since 2005. And it was the first time we had gone beyond The Last Jedi. It was the first time we were going to see where the story was going since 1983 that was just a huge thing that was going to be huge and the last Jedi it it made a load of money but as is often the case with 
Hollywood execs. He didn't make all of the money in the world. So it was viewed as some sort of failure. So as, as we've been saying throughout this, you know, we've been always saying what kind of film is this, you know, be it a war film, a fantasy film, two films, a whatever the fuck the Phantom Menace was. This is very much a corporate film. This is a film that is made on corporate notes, notes from producers and executives who have basically been heavily involved. Not even producers, it's board members. This is board the, members have sat down and told them what they want in this movie. Well, you have to also remember, that, you know, J.J. Abrams was never going to make the third film originally. It was going to be Colin Trevorrow. And Colin Trevorrow and uh, Ryan Johnson had actually been collaborating in the same way Ryan Johnson and J.J. had been collaborating when they were doing The Force Awakens, you know, letting each other know during the writing process where certain story threads were going to, giving them an overall sense of, of what the film was and, and, and how they were going to end it, which would then feed into um, uh, uh, their next film, what have you. And so when you go from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi, yeah, it, it feels like it's going, you know, it, it's, it's going forward in the story. And uh, there was an independent film that Colin Trevorrow did. I think it was The Book of Henry. Because, you know, he, he was hot stuff with Jurassic World. And then The Book of Henry came out and it was a uh, box office bomb. You know, on a budget of 10 million, it only made 4 million. It had very, very mixed results. And almost straight away on the back of that, they just said, oh, Colin Trevorrow has been... Um, you know, it, it, it is not going to do Star Wars because he wants to focus on doing Jurassic World. Uh, so J.J. Abrams had to come in then, very much so uh, at the last minutes, and effectively take over writing and directing this Star Wars film in, in effectively half the time that Trevor Rowe would have had in terms of writing. He could have taken that original script, but J.J. being J.J. wanted to go in his own direction. And Disney were adamant they were not going to move the date that the film came out it was it was locked in it was going to go on this date because you've got to appease those shareholders you know they, they need to know that things are coming in in certain quarters so you know it maximizes their return and shit like that and so i think what's very apparent here is this is very much a film that was made by board members by consensus in reaction to what is perceived as a a, a cultural backlash which i don't think was particularly present outside of a very vocal minority and they just rush through and and what they've come out with i mean it's, it's garbage quite frankly i i it's, hot, it's hot garbage i i would honestly rather watch the prequels than watch this again including attack of a clone and i did not enjoy that film <laughs> i think so uh, the last jedi makes me really sad because it's carrie fisher um in not technically her final role but I was really sad knowing that this was Carrie Fisher's kind of final film and even re-watching it the other day it, it made me t you know I was upset about it um, and this movie this fucking movie just made me angry how you mean dare with the, NPC, with the NPC Leia who, who just has the preset soundboards <laughs> how dare they do that to her how dare they do that to Carrie Fisher how what the fuck was that why why is she saying these most random fucking lines and what really annoys me is she was such a big fucking believer in recasting people when they died she was a big believer in making sure that the the integrity of the art remained even if the actor did not fuck this movie <laughs> fuck this movie for what it did to Carrie Fisher now this was the end of conversation <laughs> we'll see everyone tomorrow thank you very much <laughs>
<laughs> now this was uh, this was post solo, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is this is technically the last Star Wars film to ever be released, <laughs> possibly Today. ever. Um, so so I think Disney shot them. This is a conversation for our wrap up, definitely. But yeah, this had come six months after Solo, which had only come I think six months after the Last Jedi. Um, so you know you've had you, people are Star Wars out by this point, um, which is good because this is shit. <laughs> People were very Star Wars out, but, but, but the point I was making is, I, I recall there was a lot of controversy at the time when Rogue One came out, when they uh, digitally recreated uh, Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin, and then you had young Leia, uh, uh, who, who who was, you know, used in that sequence. Now, obviously, uh, I believe um, Carrie Fisher, well, Carrie Fisher was alive at the time that Rogue One came out, because it came out uh, yeah, she prior was. To- prior to things so so obviously that was done with her please but i remember there was a lot of pushback on the uh, the de-aging ai sort of thing and then solo came out and and solo there was a lot of backlash about the recasting or or you know telling that story with uh, aaron eckhart as opposed yeah. to harrison ford who you know as we know was 11 billion years old at that point and, and the, the lesson it seems that disney took at that point is uh, we will not recast uh, characters anymore uh, I think the timeline's a bit skewed because I, I don't think that uh, when when uh, Solo came out and the fallout from that, it would have necessarily impacted. Rise of Skywalker would have been quite a, a way into its production at that time. But it was certainly in the, uh, the conversation that was going on around that time. But yeah, once Carrie Fisher had passed away, which was, which was absolutely tragic, there was the question of, well, what do we do in the last film? And I remember... Uh, JJ and and other Disney executives being very proud, saying, "Well, what we're going to do is we're not going to do an AI uh, simulacrum, and we're not going to recast. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of take deleted footage from uh, The Force Awakens and digitally insert her into this film. And you know what? It's really fucking apparent that n- nothing that she says in this film has any relation to what's going on around her. It, you know what this is like? This is like when you go and see one of those badly dubbed YouTube videos." I highly recommend going and watch Yoda talking about seagulls, by the way. That's a fantastic one. But this just feels like a badly dubbed uh, parody because nothing that she says in this film has any bearing on what is going on and in, in being said around her. It, it It's crushing because Leia in The Last Jedi, even though it wasn't technically finger-quoting her film, you know, that was supposed to be Luke's film, she's such an important and pivotal character in that film. And for my mind, feels far more general Leia in The Last Jedi than she did in The Force Awakens. And then we get oh, this. She was this just is a frumpy a... grandma. She was just a fucking frumpy grandma in The Force Awakens. She got to be a frumpy sad mum and a frumpy sad ex-wife. That's it. She had no... Sorry, I'm so mad about this fucking movie. <laughs> well, and, and The Force Awakens, apparently. But, but yeah, it, it's... I, I'd have, I, I would have rather she was killed... It, it, Start the film with her fucking funeral if you have to. Say what annoys oh, me strength- is it's <laughs> not as if the audience were unaware she died. She was a massive actor. She was well known for the- basically this was the only role she was known for, which is unfair but is true. Um, you know, no one. I do not think people would have had any objection to starting with a funeral for Leia. I think that would have been really acceptable for the film. And fuck this movie. <laughs> well, let's talk about how the film actually does begin. Uh, firstly, we visit Mustafar, which, uh, again, 
I, I know we've only visited it recently, but uh, I, I clearly missed a Mr. Forest that's on Mustafa. Um, Fuck Mustafa. Yeah. What the fuck is that intro scene as well? Like, we just see Kylo Ren wailing on a load of people for, like, there's no explanation to this. There's no reason. No, oh, no, no, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I'm sure it's explained in the comic book somewhere. I fuck off with your fucking. <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably explained in Fortnite. Oh, I hate may, this movie so much. May, it may well be the case. But it's absolutely wild. But, okay, we knew. Ian McDermott was returning as Palpatine because, as you said, it was mentioned in Fortnite. He did the thing at Star Wars Celebration. You know, it was it was in the trailers. We knew he was coming back. But it's wild to me that straight out of the gate, they just go, hey, it's Palpatine. He's responsible for this all. They don't even tease it out in the film, this sense of, oh, you know, it, I'm, I'm feeling a sense out in the thing or, or, you know, we're building up to this. You know, this, this feels like Palpatine being there feels like a third act reveal. And instead, he, he's there at the very beginning and then we don't see him again until the very third act. But it's just pacing-wise, this thing as well. You know what this film feels like? Um, what was the budget of um, of this, incidentally? I, I, I want to know that because it's important for my next point. Where's the budget? Star Wars films. I'm so angry I can't even talk about this fucking movie. I was like, we've waited okay. like the longest this, possible this, amount of time to talk about this and I'm still too angry to talk about it. This feels like a $416 million beef between two directors. This feels like Ryan Johnson, J.J. Uh, uh, J. Abrams is going out of his way to say, fuck you to Ryan Johnson because he systematically undoes everything that's in The Last Jedi. <sighs> So, the first line of dialogue in this movie is the words, at last. That's okay. just a neutral, that's the only neutral point I can make about this. I'm trying not to be negative about this movie. Um, so that's my neutral point. Um, but, oh, f- fuck this movie. Fuck this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, Kylo Ren murders all those uh, those people on Mustafar. Who knew? Uh, for no fucking reason to get his uh, holocron. Sorry, Sith Wayfinder. They're different, apparently. <laughs> We've had holocrons in Star Wars canon for years, but no, no, no. Here it's a Sith Wayfinder for the plebs that don't understand. Just in case, and that's what annoys. Right, okay. So this is what annoys me. They had to dumb down a holocron to be a Sith Wayfinder. Why not just call it a MacGuffin compass at this point? They felt they needed to change the name of something that already existed so people understood what it did. But they had no issue with introducing the legacy bad character in a fucking video game. I don't, I don't, this is, like, I want to understand, I think is my problem. I want to understand the thought pro, oh no, wait, there was no thought behind this movie. Never mind, carry on. Well, I mean, fuck this fucking film and fuck that <laughs> stupid fucking slug that they replaced Rose with. Oh, that I mean, that that for me is kind of a most egregious thing here is, is the treatment of Kelly Marie Tran, who, who went through absolute shit and hell in the wake of the Last Jedi, and instead of throwing your support behind this actress and, and telling her that you know, never mind what they say, you're an important part of this. Um, franchise of this film we're gonna you know let you be there no you consign her to about three lines and two scenes she she has about two minutes of screen time in this entire film it's when the call to adventure comes up she goes oh no i can't i'm too busy i need to stay here and and yeah it it really really riles me up in the they they she was a great character with a lot of potential there and and it's just like 
I'm legitimately surprised they didn't just kill her off when they're boarding that stupid Star Destroyer at the end. Because it feels like that's that's what you want to do, JJ, isn't it? You just want to kill her off. I'm amazed they didn't kill her off in the title crawl. (laughs) Um, But there's lots of the characters. Oh, that fucking guy's back as well. JJ Abrams' little lucky token man. Oh, he he dies, though, so it's fine. He dies. (laughs) Does he die? Yeah, he does. Um, but a lot of the uh, re- rebel characters, uh, sorry, the resistance characters that were in the previous movies are now not in this one, which I find really weird. Like Billy Lord is barely seen at all. And the other kind of higher ranking resistance members, they're like weird background characters rather than having any dialogue. And instead we've got new characters giving dialogue. Why? Why not use the ones that are already there? Well, you've got what's his name? Uh, it's either Marion or Pippin. I can't remember which one it is. But you've got, you've got he's sh- suddenly shown up for, for reasons. Why, what, and and I, I like the actor, and this is nothing against the actor. But why was that not being delivered by members of the resistance that already existed, that we already had introductions to, or had recognised faces of? I mean, I mean, once again, you, you, you're kind of uh, uh, assuming a greater level of thought than I feel that actually went into the, the production here. Uh, Something else I wanted to just touch upon. This, these do not feel like the same characters that we saw previously. Uh, they, y- y- you said you felt like they regressed, but I don't even think it's that. They just do not feel like the same characters. They don't speak like they did in the last film. They don't question. interact like they did. Why don't Ray and Poe get on? I, I don't know. Uh, why are they arguing? Why Why is that the, like, introduction? Like, we ended the last movie with them meeting for the first time and we start this movie with them having some weird quarrel argument because BB-8 got a bonk and, and the Millennium Falcon's still a waste of fucking screen time. <laughs> I'm so I hate this movie. I hate this movie. I Really? I hadn't picked up on that. <laughs> it's not... I hate it because what it's done to the actors and the characters and the narrative i don't particularly it didn't ruin star wars forever that's not how shit like this works for me personally but i think it's such a disservice to people of i think it's a massive two fingers up at the people that make these movies and have put effort into these movies not even i mean yes us the audience the thing is though i, I think you've actually summed it up there the, the problem i have with this film is it feels like there was no no effort put into it. And and I've seen the behind the scenes stuff and it seems like they were all having a lot of fun making it, which is fantastic. But it's in the same way that uh, I, I think Game of Thrones is a good comparison here. The, the, the writers got to a point of Game of Thrones where they were just done with it. They wanted it done to wrap it up. So instead of taking a couple of seasons or three seasons like they were offered, they're like, now we can get wrap this up in 10 episodes. And the final season of Game of Thrones remains one of the biggest disappointments in modern cultural history. Game of Thrones went from being in the cultural zeitgeist to being completely forgotten about in the space of one season on that episode. And it feels the same with Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I mean, mean, if you go online, and I don't recommend anyone does because it's a fucking hellscape, but I reckon every two weeks there will be, The Last Jedi will be trending for some reason, be it someone extolling its virtues and everyone just dunking on how much they hate it and blah, 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 blah. No one talks about the Rise of Skywalker, though, because it's just... It's low effort. It, 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 it was done to tick a box, turn the bow. I would have much rather they'd have taken an additional two years and actually given a film worthy of wrapping up 
the the Skywalker saga, the nine film arc, or whatever you want to call it, than what they threw out. This film would have been fine as a a middle film in the you know this would have been just fine sitting in the middle, but being the end of that saga of of everything that came before, it's it's a bit of a slap in the face to be honest. Fuck this movie. <laughs> okay. Something that I didn't hate about this movie. Babu Frick. I like Babu Frick. I like Babu Frick. Babu Frick's yeah. fun. Um, I quite like the colour festival. Mm-hmm. Until they go, what's your family name? My name's Blah. Oh, my <laughs> name's Ray. What's your family name? Oh, I don't have one. Sad face. Meh. <sighs> Like the the family oh, it was just such a fucking heavy, awful message in this. Um but yeah, I quite liked the the colours festival as a thing. It was it was nicely done. Um did you th- right, okay, I've written a line here. I I was clearly mad when I wrote my notes for this. Um C three PO has big prequels energy. Yes, this is very much a prequel three PO. Well, actually, though, it, it's also the same with what we saw in the Force Awakens, isn't it? This is the three PO that gets between Han and Leia and says, um, "No, you may not recognise me from my red arm." <laughs> but three PO in this is, um, is 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 somehow sadly a main character. Well, because you know you can't have Rose there, so three PO had to kind of come in and do those bits. <laughs> um, also, why does Poe hate three PO? Why does Poe hate everyone? Poe really got done a dirty in this film. And and they bring in this whole backstory about how he used to have a a, a CD background as a Fit smuggler. Fit solo box, damn it. Fit the solo box. Well, I mean, basically, yeah. But the thing that's really annoying is what we'd seen in, in novels and in the Resistance show and everything had showed that Poe had just been a member of the Republic Navy prior to this. You know, he, he was. He's Maverick. That's who he is. He He, he joined up at a young age. Um, you know, has been a pilot, a hotshot pilot, that's his thing. But no, now he used to have been a spice runner, which comes completely out of nowhere. And also, look, I'm sorry, but the guy's clearly gay, by at best, but him and Finn had a thing. And it, it's just like, no, no, we, we can't but have we that. We had to no. have, we, I mean, the woman they added, the sexy lamp they had. And do you know what? I could have really liked that character, but she was a fucking lamp, wasn't she? His spice runner love interest, sexy woman. Like, oh shit. She has a helmet like, though. She, she has a cool helmet. So as you know, that's the well, important thing. But do you know what? That's even fucking worse. So she does we don't even get to see her face. It's like some shitty seven of nine. Um, <laughs> like we just, we just need a sexy woman in it. Just stick in a sexy woman. Has anyone got a sexy woman in Star Wars? We need a sexy woman. Oh, oh, we, oh, we, oh shit. We haven't got any women in this. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, we haven't got any women. Um, we'll make a new woman. Oh, we don't want to. What's she gonna Stick a mask on her. Just cover her face. Get a woman and cover her face. It'll be fine. Be fine. That's. It's fine. Yeah, I hate this fucking film. I like the idea of the forbidden language. Oh, the whole the whole Sith thing. Yeah. Oh no, no. I, I but I like the idea that there is a language that that droids are not that they can translate but they are not allowed to translate you know it's against law to translate i think that's kind of cool yeah um, you know it, it, it is a forbidden tongue uh, it, 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 but i will not speak it here but in the common tongue it says three rings to find them all <laughs> but you know it, it, it's quite good um what did you think of the uh 
the chase sequence out of the the color festival. Oh, you mean they're flying now? They're flying now. They're flying now. Fuck off. Flying Fuck now. off. So, I don't know if you know, but like, you've been able to play a, a, a jetpack clone trooper or stormtrooper for quite a while in the video games. It just felt very much like, you know, it, it, it's someone's someone is writing in Final Draft and, and they have generic action film script. And it just says here, and there's a note which says, insert an action sequence here. And, and so they did. They inserted an action sequence there. Uh, I mean, I, I know. Yeah, you had that bit at the beginning as well with the, uh, the light speed skipping. Um, oh, fuck! Light speed skipping. <laughs> <sighs> did you notice at the end there was also we could pull a hold or maneuver and they're like, yes, no, we yes, oh, I did see that off. because 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 it was very important that JJ uh, established why that they couldn't just all go and do that because that broke Star Wars canon, you know. It did. It did. It ruined the fictional universe for everyone forever. Another thing which kind of really knocks me about this film. Fuck, fuck it. We're, we're just going balls for it. If you like this film, that's fantastic. I'm very happy for you. We didn't. So we we'll tomorrow about we'll, it. we'll talk about a different film. But until then, the salt will rain. Yes, the yes. Salt from Crete will rain on this movie. Um, the fact that when, when, when Palpatine unveils his fleet, and, it's, and, and this is going to get very spaceship nerdy, and I apologise, but... They're all you, Imperial One. No way, Andy. It's all Imperial One Star Destroyers. Do you know why they're all Imperial One Star Destroyers? Because they're old stock. I assume no. you just buried these forty years ago. No, no, it's much better than that. It's because oh. they had the digital model from Rogue One. You fucking what? If you look at no, seriously, that's why they're all those Star Destroyers. They are all those kind of Star Destroyers. Because if you look at some of the concept art, they were all very different looking things. But they were so pressed for time, they instead just took the model that they built for Rogue One, which is a model of the Devastator, Vader's Star Destroyer from A New Hope, and just stuck a cannon underneath it and a couple of different textures. In addition, the fleet which arrives at the end with all the ships of the galaxy, every ship there is just a digital model they had to hand from the sequel trilogy and Rogue One. You see... um, Radis's starship, uh, the Profundity from Rogue One. You see the Ghost is there because they have the, the digital model. You see the medical frigate and the support ships from The Last Jedi going in there. I mean, there. the ones they very, very clearly blew the fuck up. Well, I mean, it could be more than one of them. But my point is every ship that's present in that fleet is just Han Solo's freighter shows up there. It's just digital models they already had. God, this movie and is cheap. I really hate when they play the Star Wars theme when the fleet arrives. It doesn't work there at all. It just it just doesn't fit. I always so I don't like the Hobbit films, but I love the Lord of the Rings. And we all it's very well clearly documented that Peter Jackson stepped in like was it like two months before filming started to take over late in the day, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. to take over, and they already like they it was it was set and done, and he just had to make it happen. And everyone fucking hates those movies. Well, not everyone hates those movies, but they do not have the love, um, or the care, or the attention that the Lord of the Rings have. What I would suggest people do, if you are interested, is there's a fantastic video essay series by Lindsay Ellis, which I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but it's definitely still on Nebula. There's a lot going on there, but you are right. It's very much a case of Peter Jackson had to step in at the last minute. Plus, there was an edict from the um, from the studio that they had to be released at a certain date for the shareholders. And I feel what's happened here is the same the same thing for JJ you know it was JJ's trilogy um, so he had to he had to step in and fix this shit 
and I feel for him in that respect. However, I stop feeling for him when he turned out this garbage, which he is better than. He, The Force Awakens was tepid at best. He was so... As you say, this is... He, I feel like he's trying to teabag Ryan Johnson with this movie by giving Ray <laughs> some Palpatine backstory or whatever. It's not even one that makes sense. Turn around and make her Ben's brother and it was all a lie. You know, or make her a, a, a Kenobi or, a, or a, a Qui-Gon Jinn relative. Like, there are so many other things. Dooku! You know, there are so many other ways to tie in tie that narrative together that isn't a Palpatine. Oh, I, I don't think it matters who it is. It's, it's, it's the, the, the key point for me from The Last Jedi was the fact that she wasn't from a legacy. Oh, no, 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 no. She, I, I, uh, it's much better that she's no one, and I agree with that with The Last Jedi, but in this film, there's just so many ways that are other than her being a clone or a granddaughter or some dusty sperm found on the floor related to Palpatine. Like, there are so many other ways you could have still brought Palpatine back and still have him orchestrate this and not have her related to him. Considering, considering Anakin fucking Skywalker was some miracle Jesus baby who doesn't have a dad. Yeah, I, 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 I dislike the whole chosen one. Thing because you know it really it's stupid although i do like the fact that it um reinforces the idea that prophecies can be misread so you know that's fine uh don't read too much into that also i i mean all respect to shmi uh i mean she's she claims that it was just magical she just could be really embarrassed with who she hooked up with i'm not judging here um but it, it it's just this it's, it's Palpatine suddenly showing up, and there's been no indication or suggestion that he's been involved in any of the prior films to this. Palpatine was dead. He was thrown down a, a reactor shaft. And yes, he came back in the uh, the expanded universe of the novels. It was just as stupid and cheesy then as it was here. Um, but it, at least in there, it, it, it was kind of there was some build up to it. This was like, like you said, it's just Fortnite. Hey, Palpatine's back. What are the odds? And then, um, and, and it just so happens that you are his granddaughter, and your parents weren't just, you know, dumping you off at Jakku for stuff. They, they were, they were hiding you, so Palpatine would never find you. <sighs> On a sand planet, how On original! On a sand planet, oh, oh, very much so. <laughs> um, so a new Jedi power was added to the list of Jedi powers and obviously everyone got very upset in The Last Jedi when we added more Jedi powers um, and in this one they added the transferring of life I give you some of my life force um, to heal people and things um, and obviously it's introduced for the first time in this and they just fucking spunk that out from then onwards it's like the entire rest of the movie it's like oh I have some of my life force um, what do you think of that power? Clearly, I have oh, an opinion. <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't bother me that much because, you know, it, in, in Star Wars computer games and, and everything, force healing and, you know, force meditation or stuff like those have been a thing. That, I, I don't have a problem. I, look, <laughs> the force is made up bullshit. I have no problems with you suddenly saying, oh, it can do this and that or whatever. It's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's space magic. And space magic, you can pretty much do whatever. You play D&D. That's just how it is. All you have to do is be able to get the role and you're fine with it. Um, so, so I don't have any problems with the introduction of, of that. What what kind of annoys me more so is, is, is it's, it's the dynamic between the characters, the, the, the interactions there. It's the... 
it, it's, it's, the, it's the way that they deliberately show Kylo Ren taking his helmet and getting it rebuilt and then teaming up with his boys, the Knights of Ren, who, oh, look, they look very sinister standing on a, um, a Mesa there, don't they? I'm sure they're important. It, it, it's basically JJ going back to all of these things he was setting up that have meaning and are important from the, um, the Force Awakens. And then were just discarded because they were useless. And he's going, no, they're important. They're back, you see? It's the Knights of Ren. Very important that they're back. It's... Adam Driver is a standout in this as well, didn't you think? Like, he is trying so hard to act in this film. I I will say this. I may not like the choices that they're making or being directed to make, but all of the cast, all of them, are trying. They are trying and they're doing their best. And they look like they're having fun, which I think is great. But just, just on the whole, it just doesn't really come together at all. And it just feels so... So divorced from what had come before. It's, it's like if you just watch this film in complete isolation, if we hadn't just watched The Last Jedi yesterday, I wonder would I be much more sympathetic to this film and think, oh, no, well, you know, it's I would fine. not. I would yeah. not because it's stupid. Okay. It, Let's talk about the stupid things in this film. Okay. okay. C3PO <laughs> says, it's okay. I'm going to take one last look at my friends. That would mean a lot more if any of his fucking friends were there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is, I mean, this is kind of summed up for me in, um, this is a film that is playing to the fanboys. This is a film where they are desperately pleading for the fanboys to get on board and be like, you you like this again, you like Star Wars again, you you want to be as excited about this as you were for The Force Awakens. And this is most uh, emblematic in the fact at the very end of the film, they give Chewie the fucking medal from A New Hope. Where did Maz even get this? I mean, it's just, just in the box. Was holding sh- it when she died. Well, fine. Then why did she give it to fucking Chewie, though? Why? Okay, right. Let's talk was about it. Was it in her will? Was it like, this has been bothering me for 40 years ago. I feel bad I didn't give Chewie a medal at the time. So can you just make sure he gets this? But why? Okay, Leia's death is particularly confusing, I find, and unnecessary. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense in the film, her death. It's very kind of gloss over like is it meant to be like Luke's in the previous one I, I assume we're supposed to think that she's giving her life force to her son to live on and but it's just it's shit it's shit it does but they, but they do layer a dirty through this whole movie but yeah she dies holding the medal I, I sort of assumed that that was meant to be Han Solo's medal and she couldn't find anything better of his to hold on to to think of her husband or her partner as she died to save their son who was an arsehole um, I, I actually don't hate Kylo Ren's redemption in this because he actually redeems relatively early in the film by all accounts okay and can um, I just say a, a posit- I've got a positive to talk about I actually really like the sequence with Han Solo and Kylo. He's just imagining what his father would say in that moment. But I, re- for, for one thing, Harrison Ford showed up. He was acting. He was performing. I think I really Harrison enjoyed. Ford did it because of Car- Carrie Fisher, though. Whatever the whatever the reason behind it, and a fuck ton he of money. was there. Whatever the whatever the reason, I'm giving a fucking positive here. Okay, it was a good sequence. It was a good scene. That was a I good actually- scene. I actually quite liked the sequence um, on the derelict Death Star, the the fight that they had. It was it was a nice lightsaber fight, um, and I liked it. You know, working with the environment and stuff, and you know, fighting on the on the crashed Death Star was cool. What did you think to General Hux being the spy? 
you want to talk about shit that annoys me <laughs> okay so i actually don't mind him being the spy based on the end of well i say this based on the end of the last movie which we know is is being ripped to shreds in this movie no um, no no, no. What you have to understand with Hux is Hux is all about personal ambition and he, he is a straight-up signed-up member of the fucking Nazi party there. You know, he, he is very much on board with the First Order. He may want um, Kylo Ren to fail, but he does not want to help... He would not want to help the fucking resistance to achieve that. But he that. says that in the... In the he says that line basically in it he, oh, he said, says i don't care if you lose if, if you win i just need him to lose like, i yeah. do not buy it i don't like it it's him being a weaselly little shit absolutely but him fucking growing a spine all of a sudden and and you know helping with the no i do not buy i choose to believe he's still a weaselly little asshole um and he's do, doing i do it. like though um general pride though the um Richard E. Grant's character, who, you know, clearly former Imperial officer who is is kind of long. Would have been nice if he'd been there in the previous films, perhaps? But, you know, we'll take what we can get. Yeah, I thought he was a good last-minute addition to um, give some gravitas to the First Order outside of, of Kylo Ren. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed him. Um, What's the point of Maz in this film? Because they I didn't mean, she's gone in- from, like, this... Yoda-esque kind of MacGuffin-y spilling um, character in the first one who's been running the same bar for a thousand years to now just hanging around and handing out random medals to Wookiees. So I quite liked her in The Last Jedi. I liked that they obviously they went to Maz for help and she was like no you have to go here you know she she furthered the story and I liked the fact that she was doing whatever the fuck she was randomly doing um like let me read that book um you know that that feels like a that didn't feel loot boxy that felt like she was busy and couldn't help um and i liked it because it did something different with her than the first film where she did just help you know she did do something for them she's like i can't do it for you this time here you go uh but yeah in this one it's just like it feels like they're kind of wheeling out all the characters that they think people enjoy um to just have them about so you can be like oh yeah i really like that character that's how I feel Lando's used in this completely. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I feel I feel that Lando is here because Carrie Fisher had passed away, and with Han being dead, dead, and with Luke being dead, dead. it's like, well, we, we need to bring back an original character to be in this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was there to make up the numbers. That sounds mm. really awful because uh, I have no ill wish to the character or the guy playing him i think he played him fine but it was it it, it did not feel um yeah it, it it didn't feel like it was done for for narrative it felt like it was done because they needed to tick a box from the original cast i loved the uh leia training sequence and her i love leia's lightsaber i think it's really beautiful it's a mm-hmm. nice homage to luke's green one and has a little bit of a uh, little bit of obi-wan in there i really like it i really like it as a lightsaber design i'm sad we don't see more of it um i hate what happens to it at the end of the movie but that aside um oh wow well, yeah <laughs> the end of a movie uh, remember um, how we said yesterday how the uh, the last jedi ended with a perfect way to cap off the uh the series yeah hmm this was not. Um, oh, we'll get there. Um, uh, but yeah, I love the training sequence that we get. I love the fact it's finally confirmed Leia completed her Jedi training. She had a lightsaber, but she took a different Jedi path mm-hmm. um, rather than being a lightsaber-wielding space wizard. Um, 
I I, 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 I notice that uh, once again because you know as I said this is a 416 million fuck you to Ryan Johnson from J.J. Abrams is that when Ray goes to um you know his his little uh, island there and starts burning the ship and then throws the lightsaber into the fire the first thing he says is a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect oh fuck this fucking film <laughs> fuck this movie fuck J.J. Abrams yeah um I Why? was wrong. It was fear that kept me here. I'm amazed Mark <laughs> Hamill did that, you know. I'm amazed that he agreed to do it. Well, as I said last time, you know, he he, he, he did have some misgivings about the direction Ryan Johnson took um, uh, Luke Skywalker and he, guy's a professional actor. He's getting paid. Yeah, that's fair. But you're right, it, it, it's just, it's shit. <laughs> it's shit. I find it really hard to actually hate Palpatine himself in this though because he's so, he's so well portrayed again and well, it Ian is... McDermott just, he's just having a time of his life I, I will say though of all the appearances of Palpatine in all of Star Wars media it was my least favourite because it, it, it it's not hammy enough it's not there's not in, enough of Palpatine the um, the self-assured you know oh I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite professional when your friends and wife <laughs> There's none that's of that the, in it, you know? It's it's yeah. <laughs> um question for you. Who yes. the fuck are all the cloaked Sith chanting followers? Where have they been? Who are they? I, I, they're, they're clearly the ones that built all those Star Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, but who are they? Why are they Because they're cool. Like, where's where's their action figure and backstory uh, once again I think you'll find that's in a comic somewhere oh fuck off fuck this movie um <laughs> uh, I actually quite I know oh, I did like Adam Driver's um not the cat no, I can't say Kylo Ren it's, it's Adam Driver um fighting the night when he uh you know he's he he gets to to Exegol um and tries to fight his way through um, to get to Ray, that whole bit's really cool. You know, where he gets his action hero sequence. Shame Ray doesn't get anything that cool as the actual action hero in this movie. Um, I don't know if you saw just before Christmas, uh, there was uh, an interview came out with Adam Driver talking about this because you know it's like the anniversaries and all this. Uh, and yeah, he basically said, yeah, the whole becoming Ben Solo at the end was a very late in the day addition. That that wasn't the plan from. That wasn't the plan in The Force Awakens or the direction they were going. In the end, he was supposed to be the anti-Luke. Like he he would he he would fo- he he would be presented with the choice to change and, and go to the light side, and he would just go fully evil. That was his original thing, and it was quite a late in the day change there. But he, I, I definitely thought his fight sequence against his boys, um, his his Knights of Ren, um, yes. was a cool sequence, and I quite liked. You know, we'd had. Um, in the in the, the only thing he did carry over from the from the middle movie was the um the connection they had you mm-hmm. know the um and i loved her passing the lightsaber through to him I mean, it makes yeah. fuck all sense but as you said these are space wizards in a fantasy film so making sense is not necessarily the top priority um uh, but i like the little shrug he gives you know when he picks out this lightsaber yeah. from his back and he gives this all kind of like yeah, you guys are fucked now. Like this wonderful well, it's, little It's a very Han Solo move, isn't it? It's, it? You can kind of see Han doing something like that. And I think to me that really sums up Adam Driver's <laughs> ability to act um, mm-hmm. and take uh, shit and turn it into something vaguely watchable for, for two and a half minutes. Um, so I liked that bit. Um, he doesn't say anything, by the way, as Ben Solo. Once he's had his um, redemption, if you will, he, he, he doesn't have anything to say. 
I don't mind that. I actually quite like that. I would love to think that is an intentional uh, kind of narrative decision. Probably like not. Kiss. Like the kiss. Fuck, fuck the fucking like the kiss. kiss. <laughs> fuck the kiss. Fuck this movie. Why the fuck do they kiss at the end? Oh, but don't, don't you remember at the time where they said, no, they were just kissing as friends. Because no, that's how friends were. kiss. Oh, Andy, it's not how <laughs> friends kiss. I'm telling you right fucking now, that's not how friends kiss. I, I'll have you know, I kiss many of my friends like that. They're very, very good friends. But uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> them kissing made no fucking sense whatsoever I hate it it was stupid it was garbage what was it like all their connection was not as lovers or even friends they were tied together by the force the whole point is they were they were inter interweaven and interlocked together through the force why did you have to ruin it I, I have I have no do you know idea. why Andy do you know why, why Andy fuck this movie that's why fair enough <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, I liked her destroying Palpatine. That was quite nice. Um, I'm sad that they didn't, and I know fan edits put it together, had all the Force Ghost Jedi come to stand with her because when she says, and I am all the Jedi, which, by the way, is a really fucking cool line when he says, I, I am all the Sith, and she says, and I am all the Jedi. That's cool. I wish that had better revenants. There's one cool line in all 234 minutes of this film, and that's the one cool line. <laughs> Sorry, there's one other cool line. It's, they fly now? Oh, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie so fucking much. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though, because it was very much a case of just getting everyone who was into prequels to, you know, basically turn up with your iPhone. Can you, can you just say this line for us? Um, and, you know, they got Hayden Christian into it. They also got uh, Ashley... Um, is it Eckhart who, who plays Ahsoka in the animated shows to record a line from Ahsoka, which I'm sure will be changed in future editions to be Rosario Dawson, uh, which led to a lot of people saying, is she dead? Because she's not meant to be dead at this point. Is she dead? Um, oh, yeah, well, imagine if they put any thought into it. Imagine. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm amazed we didn't get fucking um, Boba Fett in this, to be perfectly honest. That's the level this film's at. We, we, did, uh, we did, however, get Dengar. Now, now here's the level of, because uh, just you know, re reading up on this and you know stuff in the background, when they go to the uh, the place where Babu Frick is, there's a guy who looks like a, you can't even he, remember he the place like, where he is. You just say the place where Babu Frick is because exactly he cares so little about this. Well, they blew it up, so it's fine. But when when I went to the place where Babu Frick is, you know, it's got like a cantina sort of vibe, and there's this guy who looks like uh, a. a, a, a uh, a, a rejected design for Robocop and I was like what the fuck is that and I looked it up and that's supposed to be Dengar and Dengar is one of the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back but he's got like loads of bandages and stuff around his head and all this and it's like you have a character here who, who has no resemblance whatsoever to the character it's supposed to be and the only reason I know that that's who this is supposed to be is because I read up online that you named him as that and I'm guessing it's explained in some novel or some book. It's just like, why? <laughs> that sums up this movie though, doesn't it? You read it in a book, you checked it online, you looked on Wikipedia. Like, so much of this movie you have to go and cross-reference somewhere else to understand what it's actually telling you. It feels like you need to be sitting there with a bloody iPad open to Wikipedia and a checklist just to kind of check stuff off as you go along i mean you you've had that stuff with um uh what's his name the, the, the guy that they're looking for ochi or whatever it is and i know for oh, a fact Mr. MacGuffin number 507 i know for a fact he was featured recently in the darth vader comics kind of working with him but it's like 
there was a there was a litany of other people and, and ways you could do this. Also, that whole thing with a bloody sword is just stupid. Like you got to stand at that exact one point to just to just line it up just right, I and mean, then it. Ah. It just this is a movie full of MacGuffins. Have you noticed? Well, it, 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 it's it's the um, the evolved form of mystery box, isn't it? MacGuffin mm. has evolved. It has evolved. Uh, mystery box has evolved. It's evolved into MacGuffin. It was not super effective. This is my Sith wayfinder. This is my stupid fucking dagger of stupid fucking daggerness. Also, also, new question for you: Why the fuck is Luke's lightsaber back again? Why the fa- Why the fuck is that fucking lightsaber back? Because they knew how much you loved it, Rachel, and so they made the effort to fix it for you. It's not explained how it's fixed. It was literally left on... Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I think you'll find it's explained in the comic. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck this movie. (laughs) Also, she brought it back to Overfalk because, you know, she's sitting there at the end of uh, Last Jedi with with, um, Leia and says, how can we rebuild a resistance while holding a lightsaber? And and Leia says, we'll find a way. And so they found a way to fix the lightsaber. They clearly went and found another Graflet's camera flash somewhere. (laughs) Searched eBay for days, did they? Those things are expensive, yeah. I definitely feel like we, we've embraced our inner Sif, you know, go, Yud, let the hate flow through you. Your hate has made you powerful. <laughs> Take your podcast, strike me down now, become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Did you ever you believe for a second that Chewie was on that ship? I'm sorry? <laughs> Did you believe for a single second that Chewie was on the ship? No, because when I saw two abducted. ships before that. <laughs> he randomly got abducted for no reason. Like again, I blinked and and like, oh no, Chewie's missing, and he's on he's on that transporter. Well, no, I, I never doubted it because there was um, there were two ships there. You could clearly see the two ships when he was being taken into it. The sequence though, when she when when, when for, for for no reason whatsoever, but that moment when you have Kylo hurtling towards uh, Ray well, in, in the... his laser ship has laser guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know th- that that bit was was really cool. It, it, it has no bearing on anything, but just, it was a cool trailer moment, and it was it existed to be a trailer moment. And it was in the trailer, and it looked great in the trailer. Mm. I actually have written down I didn't hate it, but I don't know why he didn't shoot at her. Because she, cause she was testing. He, he was testing her. I've written, why didn't he shoot her? It looked cool, but was really dumb. Yeah. yeah it, it was a cool-looking sequence, but it was dumb. And that kind of sums up a lot of this. Although not much of it is cool. I mean, they have Tantive Four in here. Why, why do you have that? Because, you know, <laughs> you remember it. Okay. Uh, the 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 end of the film the the bit after uh, the resistance win woo they destroy all the ships woo yay <laughs> with all the fleet and stuff yeah um, oh, no, I never no, oh, sorry 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 but again the, the star destroyers mm-hmm. need a signal to figure out how to leave the atmosphere because apparently. <laughs> They can't figure out what way is up. It's it's just fuck it, this movie. Uh, yes, but but and and one of them had already gone to blow up that other planet. So also, and this is the other thing that kind of really annoys me is is <laughs> the film is so fundamentally broken, but I can't get really annoyed about annoying little minutiae things like the fact that Ben Solo 
takes a TIE fighter from the wreckage of the Death Star, which A, somehow still works, but B, TIE fighters in Star Wars don't have hyperdrives. I want to be annoyed about that, okay? But I can't be, because there's so much else wrong with this. Um, we've not touched on the um, the the um, Stormtrooper deserters. Oh, well, we've given it about as much thought as they have done. Also, the very creepy bit where it seems like Lando is hitting on her, and then no, it no, turns no, no. out... It, it's, it's announced in the... Um, I know this because the child had the book, and it's announced in the encyclopedia compendium. That's his daughter. No, that's my point. I was going to say, as is explained in a tie-in novel and or comic, his daughter was abducted by the First Order, and he thinks that she might be... If, if, is, if, 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 is her or might lead him to find her or something. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, I actually didn't hate the 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 rabble of of ex troopers on the planet. I thought that was cool. I liked the idea. Um, I liked the fact they came to help at the end. Um, but they had they were they were clearly one of those cool things that were probably buried very deep in there that had fuck all to do with anything. Uh, now. As, as we've already mentioned, JJ came in quite late in the day to, to do this film. Previously, the film that Colin Trevorrow was working on was called Duel of the Fates. Have you seen or read anything about Yes, that and film? it looked like it would have been amazing. <laughs> now, I think it's very important we bear in mind that as, as cool as that sounds from what we've seen from the concept art that was released and, and from the script and the very cool animated film, which you can go and... If you if you go to YouTube and search for Mr. Sunday Movies, he did an animated, like, 15-minute version of what Jewel of the Fates would have been. And it looks, it looks amazing. It's important to remember that that was going to be a film by Colin Trevorrow, the person responsible for the last two Jurassic World films. So, temper your expectations accordingly. But... If nothing else, it feels like it would have been a much more interesting and engaging film and a worthy um, conclusion to this trilogy, if nothing else. It feels like it was building to a, a finale for this trilogy, not shoehorning in Palpatine and having the dead speak somehow. I think it's always the problem is that movie to me reminds me a lot of Firefly in as much as everyone thinks Firefly was amazing because we didn't get any more of it and it wasn't given its appropriate treatment it's kind of that mythical amazingness that never happened it will always be the best thing that was never made yes. but it was never made so we'll never know um, yes but I, do I still think, stand by it it was a bit of a miss though <laughs> oh yeah I mean I'm pretty certain a wet paper bag and chewy humping it would have been better than this um, but never mind um, right let's talk about the end of this movie so we can stop talking about this absolutely fucking piece of garbage that they made in Dead called Star Wars um, so they they have the little party whoop whoop little party felt a bit endory um there was the queer kiss that was cut out in lots of characters but don't worry because it was definitely a tick in a box queer kiss yes blinking you would definitely miss it because yep. i did <laughs> yep <laughs> um i have a question about the end of this movie okay this movie ends with there being no balance in the force because no. only the jedi have survived well, and, and unless you take it that she's decided she doesn't want to be a Jedi anyway, and that's why she has a yellow lightsaber at the end, because we haven't seen that colour before. Except in the animated shows where we have seen it. Well, yes, and the computer games and so on and so forth. 
and I assume she had an orange one just because she she did a did a um, Samuel L. Jackson was like want a purple one. <laughs> Jokes. I I don't reckon uh, Daisy Ridley even knew what color lightsaber she was going to have until she saw the final piece because it had been VFX in afterwards. Also, her lightsaber looks damn fucking uncomfortable to wield. Do you not think? It well, I mean, it was clearly supposed to be based off of the staff she's been lugging around but yeah it doesn't oh my god that right that staff she lugged around this movie it looked really awkward her carrying that around all movie right mm-hmm. yeah i didn't notice the staff so much in the last two movies like i knew it was there also i hate her outfit in this movie i hated it in the force awakens and i, I didn't mention it two days ago because i was like chill <laughs> i don't need to mention her stupid fucking white drapey outfit why does it look like she's wearing the wish.com sexy luke skywalker outfit for halloween well, I mean, maybe she is. It's available now from uh, Ruby's. <laughs> but do, do you not think that like it looks cheap? It's it's it looks spandexy. It it just it it looks out of it looks out of place because you know everyone else has kind of changed up their costume for something a bit more practical. Um, and and she's effectively just wearing a slightly higher budget version of what she was wearing on Jakku. And it's white. And it gets, oh, just, I just hate it, but, ugh. Okay, the actual end of the film. So it ends. She goes to Tatooine, because it's not a Star Wars movie if you don't go to Tatooine. Um, it's beautifully shot. Um, why the fuck does she bury Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the derelict remains of the farm? A place... Because- that be- layer because has you remember never it, been. You? Sorry? Because you remember it. It's important. That place that Luke ran away from when he saw the charred remains of his aunt and uncle, and the mm-hmm. place that Leia has never fucking been. That character, to our knowledge, had never been to that farm because her and her brother were kept apart their entire childhood. Why well, I mean, to be, the- fair, to be fair, you can't really go and bury the remains on Alderaan now, can you? No. You can't, but why? Why is that any kind... Oh, like, I love the idea of the two of them. Oh, no, except it's not Luke's lightsaber, is it? It's fucking Anakin's lightsaber. Yep. <laughs> why does Anakin and Leia's lightsaber need to be put on tattoo? Like, that is the biggest... Ins- like, she should have gone back to Luke's planet and hung them up there and or displayed the... Like, literally literally anything Hoth would have been better why the fuck has she gone to I know she's gone I know it had to end on Tatooine because it started on Tatooine except it didn't fucking start on Tatooine did it um yeah I was going to say technically it started on Naboo didn't it (laughs) yeah exactly so why you already know why and I'm annoyed at how beautiful that shot is of her and uh BB-8 and the double sons and I'm sad that chokes complete complete sidebar why doesn't Poe take BB-8 with him to the final battle and takes R2 instead? I haven't got an answer to that. Okay. I was, I was just, that's why. Well, I mean, that's fair, but it was just... Do, do you think they just got to here and they realised they hadn't actually used R2 at all in these films and were like, ooh, probably I use really him for something. I really wanted them to kill R2 or C-3PO. Well, they did, but you had that very moving moment, as you said, where you have 3PO has to sacrifice himself, so they all remember, and he's one last look at all my friends, and then, you know, he's shut down, and, you know, it's all, it's all very sad. 30 seconds later, uh, R2 just plugs into him, and he's back. And it's never mentioned again. Fuck this movie. Okay, so, the last dialogue... <laughs> 
last dialogue in this movie. <laughs> the last dialogue in the Skywalker saga. The Palpatine saga. The way we end 40 years, nine movies and lots of revenants. How do we end it, Andy? Well, what's your name? Ray. Ray. Ray what? Skywalker. Because, you know, random, ran, random person would, would, would insist upon knowing your full name. Um, yeah. Ray, Ray Skywalker. I do not like the, I don't like the name of this film I don't like the end of this film you can take it as red I do not I'm not a fan of this film <laughs> Ray Skywalker why why most of the Skywalker she knows have been dick bags the thing is right say so the thing I've been very critical of this film while have you um, yeah I have uh, while, 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 while reviewing this yeah but I'm also very aware that, you know, a lot of people are very critical against The Last Jedi. And I find myself going, why, why, why is that? You know, these are just meant to be silly Star Wars films. They're not meant to be taken seriously. And I think that's the problem. The problem with The Last Jedi is it's, 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 grown, it's an adult film. It's a grown-up film. And you've gone from, you know, it, it's that moment of, you know, when I was a child, I played with childish things. But now I'm a man, I put my childish things away. That was The Last Jedi, and now this has just regressed so far back. And I think that's the problem with The Rise of Skywalker. The problem with The Rise of Skywalker is The Last Jedi exists. The Last Jedi didn't break the universe. Rise of Skywalker did, because it tried so hard to undo what the... It, it was such a spiteful... This movie is spiteful for me. Mm. It is intentionally going back and undoing stuff, as we've already said, and... It puts that in front of telling a good story. They are not telling a good story in this movie. Narratively, this is not a good story. Not, oh, I've got, you know, The Last Jedi is telling a good story. You may not like the Holdall manoeuvre um, or the bit on the casino, but the story as a whole is a good um, journey. Start to finish, the journey is good. It makes sense. Stuff happens along the way. This doesn't have that same feeling at all I, I i think it's very hard to to separate this film from both its place in you know summing up the saga of nine films and it following on for the last jedi and i i think that if you were to watch this completely in isolation of everything else if you were to apply the flash gordon test of you're just rocked up and you just watch this with no context of anything which should come before or after it's perfectly fine it's silly but I think especially in the way we've done this of going back and watching them all back to back in such a short space of time as I said at the beginning it's it's fucking whiplash is what it is <laughs> but it's not as if we've watched it how they're not supposed to be watched we live in a binge society we live in a society that is designed for us to sit and watch these long multi uh, multi multi part stories across multiple films you know we live in the age of franchi franchises you know Fast and the Furious franchise uh, 007 Doctor Who um, every, everything is franchise based Marvel I didn't mention Marvel but Marvel you know and the people that don't have multi you know episodic film spanning franchises are desperately trying to make one here's looking at you DC you know that is the age that we live in so I don't even think that's an excuse for this movie because this movie was created in a time where that is what you're making it for. I, I struggle to watch, to binge watch um, 
Star Trek Voyager or The Next Generation because as TV shows or installments, they are not designed to be watched one after another. They get really difficult to watch more than a couple at a time because they are designed to be watched once a week. That is not the case for these movies. These movies are created in a time when we watch stuff back to back, when we binge watch. That is what they want us to do. They want to keep our attention on one franchise. So I do not think that can be used as an excuse Oh, I wasn't making an excuse for it. I, I'm just, you know, in, in, in my summings up, as it were, I'm, I'm just trying to acknowledge that a lot of the issues... P- people may love this film, and I do not begrudge you that at all. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm never going to look at you and tell you you are wrong for liking this film, like a lot of people will do about The Last Jedi. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic that if you enjoy this film and you think it's great. But what I will say is I just do not think, for me... It, it's a satisfying way to end it. And <laughs> it was a slog. It was a slog to get through, and I didn't enjoy the experience. And I think that's a shame. But when you're engaged in entertainment, and, you know, given just how important Star Wars has been to me through my life, and, you know, to the cultural zeitgeist and science fiction and everything, it, it, just, it just fell very, very flat for me. My last point on this is, I think, as you say, Star Wars has existed for longer than I have. It has been such a formative part of my existence as a human being. It's not my personality by a long way, but it is the reason I love fantasy and science fiction. It was my first exposure to such things. And to see the culmination of that sum up in this is so disappointing. As uh, Separately to that, as, a, as someone who makes a living telling stories in a visual medium, this is a badly told story. Factually, this is bad. The dialogue is bad. You know, the the pacing is bad. The MacGuffin usage and the expectation on audiences to find other medias to in, to be able to engage in the story properly. That is bad storytelling. You're right. I don't begrudge people for loving this movie. I don't think anyone loves this movie, just to say that. But for liking this movie. And I'm sure it has a place. I don't think its place is the final film in the Skywalker 9 film 40 year saga. But I hate yeah. this film for what they did to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think they did a lot of characters were dirty in this, um, and 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 that's truly a tragedy. So yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the rise of Skywalker. Um, it's so disappointing to end this saga that way. This this really does highlight the importance of sticking the landing, which I believe is a podcast that you can go and read, uh, uh, listen to on the narrative Labyrinth, isn't it? It is. I do talk about that in 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 some detail, um, but we have decided that no, no, we are gonna we are gonna do an encore, Andy. We're gonna we've got another three days left to go in our in our twelve this, days. This, of is, a, Star this Wars. is a twelve days of Star Wars thing, and we've only done yeah. nine. So. so obviously, and I think I think it was the right decision uh, that you suggested that we watch the Skywalker saga first. Um, yes. And now we have two left. We have Solo and we have Rogue mm-hmm. One. If we're watching them in release order, it's Rogue One then Solo. However, I would like to suggest a different order. Um, oh no no! Well, we, 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 don't pretend this is on the cuffing. We, we've had this discussion because I was just like, we are not ending this series on either the Rise of Skywalker or Solo, because I am not. I'm not. I'm not ending this with a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> it's just not happening. 
Um, so yeah, so tomorrow it's Solo. Um, I have only seen Solo once. I watched it um, over the course of six days at the gym on my phone. That's how little I cared about this film. Um, so I'm excited to go and watch it properly in a real environment. Um, and fun fact, I thought the um, the sexy mask lamp from this movie was actually in Solo. That's how little I cared about these two movies. Good, good. Use your aggressive feelings, girl. Take your podcast, strike us down, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Uh, any final thoughts about uh, Rise of Skywalker before we go? Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs>